0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continued coverage of *Tortilla Island* as we get into the seventh episode, Lucky Seven. We are to talk about the episode Phobia Factor. Maybe in this episode, we'll finally figure out what this is a reference to. I'm not sure. Maybe you guys are a little bit more attuned to the pop culture than I am, but. Uh, We'll figure it out. Um, My name is Rossi, and (laughs) I, too, fear Sandys. I I didn't have a line.
0: (laughs) Oh, my turn. My name is Colin, and I I I... Also fear Celine
2: Dion, music store standees. And my name is Jared, and I just want to say to the both of you, dude, she's made of cardboard. Get your head in the game.
0: <laughs> we, Yeah, you know, I, I 100% thought you were going, and I just want to say to the both of you, come prepared with a line. <laughs> Jared's the only one organized and professional here.
1: In my defense, I don't think there were that many, like, like unlike last episode that we talked about there was like so many good one-liners like this one did not have those like moments where Mm -hmm. you're like oh that was a great line like it it was more just the moments itself that were good yeah um so that's why i don't have a line you you have no excuse colin
0: (laughs) i'm a blind virgin i know nothing about this show
1: (laughs) if you can watch it (laughs) (laughs) so can you rossi I'm busy hosting.
0: In all fairness, I probably would have said my line and you would have forgot what I said 30 seconds later.
1: We're not getting into this again. (laughs) I refuse. (laughs) I know when I'm right, and this time I'm right again. (laughs) All right. Um, So this week, the challenge, this one is pretty interesting. I think that, like, this this episode is really one of the times where, like, Total Drama Island being like a, a quote unquote live show in the sense that they'll change things on the fly, uh, <laughs> like in terms of like th- this is this was not a necessarily a pre-planned you know like Survivor challenge that like all right episode six we're gonna do this challenge where someone's got to climb this and they got to do a puzzle or whatever it was very like off the cuff as sort of like the other tribe was dealing with you know Sadie was on the dock she's crying her eyes out and everything. <laughs> And then she like rips the dock piece, off, like a piece of the pier off as she's like so emotionally d- devastated. And then everyone's like super sad at the campfire. And then the tribe brings over a thing of green jello with a gummy worm in it, um, <laughs> as they have to in classic Owen air out their, uh, cabin because he farted up the whole thing. <laughs> um, what a shock that Owen had gas. Um, but they they were offering this peace offering to the tribe, and it sort of opened to this full on conversation of what people's fears were, which then Chris took and used against them to make the challenge for this for this week's episode, and that they would have to o- each face their own personalized fear that they said in front of each other um I'm sure Courtney, and you don't have a fear um <laughs> I think maybe quick before we get into the actual kind of breaking down the episode, uh, what is your big fear, Colin? What would you be facing in this episode?
0: Oh, okay. I was hoping you'd ask that question because I got a weird one. Uh-
1: <laughs> oh, weirder uh, than anything we saw in the episode? Or
0: Well, no, It's it's kind of in line with the episode. Like, here's the thing. I don't really have like a big fear. There's nothing where I'm like, I'm going to be terrified and crying and running for my life. I sort of saw this episode that was less playing on fears and more things that, like make people really uncomfortable. Like I, I, there's honestly, this isn't like you know, oh, I'm fearless or whatever. But like, there's not a lot of things that that scare me. I, I can't really think of anything that legitimately scares me. You know, I uh, would have no problem, you know, jumping out of an airplane or whatever, or you know. You know diving off of a building, you know, as long as I'm going to live, I guess, um, maybe death is my fear, but I have this weird thing that I've had ever since I was a kid where ripped paper makes me feel extremely uncomfortable. Like you know, sometimes people will be like, Oh, they'll write a note for you. So some people come up to my desk at work and they'll, they'll write something down like, Hey, can you look into this for me? And then they'll, they'll rip it on a piece of paper and put it on my desk. And I'll legitimately just sit there like leaning away from it, sort of looking out of the corner of my eye. It's like, it's not moving. Should I just memorize it and throw in the garbage? But then I'm going to have to touch that ripped paper. And people know that it bothers me enough that um, after Jamie and I got married, uh, you know, some people will tie cans to the back of your car, give you some type of prank. My brother and sister-in-law had the key to my apartment, and we came in after coming home from our honeymoon and saw colored paper, like construction paper that was ripped all over the apartment, like the entire apartment, they must've had hundreds of sheets of paper that were ripped everywhere. And they legitimately told me, they're like, you will be finding this until you move out. And like three years later, when we moved out, we were still finding ripped paper. But there's something about ripped paper where it's like, if I hear paper ripping, I I, I don't want to listen to it. If I see a piece of ripped paper, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to touch it to throw in the garbage. It's, it really gets me uptight. We
1: learned so much about you, Colin. <laughs> um uh, next episode, I'll just come on and start my intro with just a ripping of papers. That's <laughs> yeah, you feel. Uh, or I'll, I'll do it in a random episode, so you can't expect it. Uh, um,
0: I knew I shouldn't nap- have said this.
1: Yeah, you've got eavesdroppers, a.k.a. <laughs> me.
0: Oh, sorry. That what I meant funny. to say is I'm really afraid of bad hair.
1: <laughs> Are you sure you're not afraid of walking through a minefield in heels?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm afraid of walking through a minefield of ripped paper in heels. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Uh, Jared, what about you? What would you be facing this episode? What is your fear slash cringe thing that makes you uncomfortable?
2: Um, well, apart from having to sit through an episode of Total Drama Island with Owen as the sole character, <laughs> um, I would have to say more conventionally um, sharks, snakes. Um, what makes my skin crawl is uh, cockroaches, particularly the like cockroaches that can fly. Um, Yeah, so throwback to the first episode I would not have been out killing that cockroach in the cabin
1: You wouldn't have gotten out your axe and just started hacking (laughs) away
2: No, but I do think that was a sensible legitimate response to the problem (laughs) Not overkill at all I do the
0: same thing with ripped paper I take an axe to it
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically everyone does because we have to take down the trees but <sighs> now I, Rossi's I, turn yeah I've tried I was trying to think like because like the biggest fear I have would not have worked in this challenge at all because my biggest fear in life is death that would have not work <laughs> like try and kill me like that would not have worked for this Um, I guess cringe stuff like yeah there's some certain like spiders and bugs and stuff like that um, that are like I guess I think like out of everyone's that we saw like Beth's like fear of being submerged in like the bugs would have probably been like the biggest relatable for- thing for me um, I don't know, like heights so I don't know like but not in the sense that like I like I like adrenaline junkie-esque things so, like, the thought of jumping off the cliff from the first episode wouldn't scare me. The thought of being up that high would have scared me. Hmm. So, it's like this weird, like, like I like, like, I'm not afraid of jumping out of a plane. I'm not afraid of doing any of that sort of death stunts. But the thought of being super high, I don't know. That probably could have worked so in this episode better.
0: If, if we were all three of us playing on Total Drama Island, and this was episode two, the vote-out would be very easy between Rossi and Jared because one doesn't want to jump and one doesn't want to go into the Sharks.
1: But I still argue that I would have jumped, Like, <laughs> like I, especially on first, like, if I was in that moment, like, it's episode one. Like, you can't risk not jumping for the first challenge. Like, that's an easy target to get voted out, you mm-hmm. know? So like maybe that would have, like, driven me. Like, I'm just going to jump. Like, I feel, I probably would have felt safer jumping and being, like in the air, then I would have been like looking down this like huge cliff. I don't know. <laughs> we need to get too into the, the <laughs> our own personal fears. Cause we got an episode of fears to get through. Um, and yeah, so like one by one in this, ep- in this beginning of the episode, they're revealing different fears. I, we hear some, we get some in sort of flashback moments where they said it. And I don't even think we heard some people say their fears, but we kind of saw their, their moment play out in the episode um and i just thought this like concept of like like there this like the cameras are always filming you like they would on like other reality television shows you're always being filmed and like using that to like exploit it for the show and i think that like you know like lindsay's like how did they know that that was your exact fear and at the very beginning of the episode and gwens like they they were listening and she's like oh like just like that stuff like it was just a fun twist to have for the episode like not this pre-planned big challenge of doing this and this and this but it was just like simple just face your fear and the most people that face their fear they know that's the winning team uh i i didn't really want to go too in depth of like the actual episode but some of the standout fears that i saw you know beth's like fear of the jumping into the pool of like bugs um but she took it like a champ i was like Expecting a lot more hesitation from her, but she like handled it so well. Um the standout of Lindsay and Sadie both being terrified of bad haircuts hmm. and that being somehow worse than <laughs> I'm afraid of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay and Sadie, um bad haircuts, classic standout. Um some of the others like duncan's fear of Celine specifically Celine <laughs> Dion music store standees is just like a unexpected. Like obviously you've got this tough punk character who went to juvie and everything and his biggest fear is Celine Dion bad impersonations Celine Dion standees cuz that quite didn't look like Celine Dion to me. But, you know, some great uh bits from that, you know Gwen being buried underground and then eventually being left underground in the episode. You know, Trent's afraid of mimes, uh, Izzy and Owen afraid of being in an airplane. Um the the teased fear from last week, Bridget being alone in the woods. Um, you know, Cody's random fear of diffusing a time bomb under pressure, like some crazy stuff, like Harold's afraid of ninjas, you know, Jeff afraid of hail. And just like a whole bunch of different stuff. And then obviously this all culminate with the biggest fear of all, Courtney's fear of green jelly or jello. And like Chris puts up the pressure and makes her like worth the most amount of points. And she has to dive into this warm pool of stuff, like just crazy, like amping up the the tension and everything. But like uh, such unexpected fears for so many of these people. Uh, What were some of the uh, standout, moments slash standout fears for you Colin in the episode
0: well first I just want to comment I mean the episode as a whole I thought it's weird I thought this one started really strong and it gave me a lot of hope and promise of where it was going to go I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get more of the Sadie meltdown in this episode like it was just sort of there and then they dropped it um but the idea of uh of you know, hey, we're going to change the show up on the fly. Like, I get what you mean when you said I- it's a live show. Although I, when you first said that, I'm like, you know, this is a good reminder. It's a live show. I'm just imagining these animators like draw faster, guys. The commercial breaks almost over. But <laughs> but I get what you mean that like the, <laughs> the, uh, like the producers on the fictional tro- Total Drama Island are like, this is what our plan was. But let's do a fear thing because these people are talking about their phobias. Uh, it's cool they switch that up. It's just there's things throughout this episode where I I honestly went from about halfway through the episode feeling like this might be my new favorite of the season to by the end of it being like that just went in total wrong direction. And I do like a lot of these absurd fears. I, I think some of them I liked more just hearing about it as opposed to seeing it like the ticking time bombs. I don't know how that's supposed to work. Like this is a cartoon; you could go over the top, but it's like they felt the need to be like, "We're not going to actually have you defusing a t- t- ticking time bomb." And it's like, but then that's not his fear. And then, who was it who was uh, stuck in the wo- uh, Bridget alone in the woods? Like, I just started to ask myself questions. Maybe I shouldn't ask myself questions in a children's show like this. Although it's not totally made for children. But it's like, her fear is being alone in the woods. And she's playing up on it for a long time. Like, I'm terrified. like, but there is a cameraman there. Like, that's not alone. It's just, uh, I just, I I felt like, I don't want to jump the gun too much here, but the ordering of all of them was another problem for me, where I felt like all the really funny things we saw was right at the beginning. And they seemed to save the least humorous visually uh the fears that were the least humorous visually for sort of the climax and so it just went from being like oh that's really clever that's really clever to all right we're gonna end on a ticking time bomb and we're gonna end with sugary jiggly snot you know like I don't know. I, I I didn't really care for the direction this one took. Although there were still some good moments in there. Like, you know, uh, I can't remember who said it. but it was Dude, she's made a cardboard. Get in the game! Like, getting really upset all of a sudden about the cardboard cutout. If I had to pick one, I think the Celine Dion cardboard cutout would probably be my favorite. Just because that's totally a Canadian thing. Like, Celine Dion, probably the biggest music star alive from Canada. And yet, she'll still sell, you know like huge here in Canada, but yet it's just one of these things where all Canadians are like, oh, I can't stand Celine Dion.
1: I think, like, the episode issue was, I think the pacing of it was really, like, I forgot, like, I think of the challenge itself, like, being, like, iconic and and legendary, but the pacing was all over the place. They were, like, Mm -hmm. into the challenge right away. Like, I remember Chris was like, Heather, you're up first. Like, let's go to the theater and do sumo. And then, like, Beth's the one doing the first challenge, and it's, like, where is the timing and the spacing? Like, they didn't give it, like, I feel like they just needed to slow down a little bit and, like, maybe show a little bit less of certain moments, and they could have had a really cool, like, thing where all these different people were sort of facing their own fears, like, almost simultaneously or something like that, but, like, sold it in a better way. Mm -hmm. And I... And I think that that's kind of why the episode struggled a little bit. It wasn't necessarily the challenges itself, but like the pacing was just all over the place. Jared, uh, what were some of your kind of highlights of the episode outside of the, the fabulous outfit that Chef tur- turned down? <laughs> oh, well, I mean,
2: that is top of the list. The the Chef, Air hostess Chef uh, is my favorite iteration of Chef so far. Um <laughs> I mean, there's good moments, I think, kind of in amongst all the challenges. I love Heather and the sumo, um, particularly just like the um, gag of like the um, sumo bouncing away uh, into the distance. Um, I thought it was really funny. Bridget kicking the uh, chipmunk in the woods was another (laughs) good moment. Um, (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) And just DJ's fear of this snake, which is, um, like, tiny and and really cute. Um, Yeah, I just agree that it it did kind of... The episode lost its way, and I found it really hard to um, keep up with, like, who's already gone at this point? What are the scores? Why was this person awarded a point for this, but this person wasn't awarded a point? Like, with Bridget, it was really unclear that, like, she's been in the woods for ages, and then she gets scared by cody so she runs potentially further into the woods but then she's lost the challenge because all of a sudden she's out of the woods it was just really hard to keep track of what was happening um and how they've like like successfully faced their fear like with jeff he has this hail cloud chasing him uh and you get this great (laughs) moment of trent saying to chris like can you like make it go lower and pelt him harder um like, there's no way Jeff can get away from that. He's trying to run away from it. Like, there's no way that he can, like, fail that challenge. Um, so I think just some of the points, yeah, were less interesting to watch than others and just um, kind of some logic issues, I would, su- I suppose. Like, mm-hmm. ha- Tyler has this moment where he eats this fried chicken and then a real chicken pops out of it, but then that's not actually his challenge. Then he has to, like sit in the ring with the chicken but then like does he have to pick up the chicken in the box like how is he getting the point here um yeah i suppose it's kind of looking too closely at it but i just think there were issues with the way the fears were presented but i do like the concept of it and i love that like we're referencing fear factor another reality show within total drama island um Yes, yeah, so I think just the way it was ex- executed was bad, but it was, a, it was a really good idea to focus on the episode and to get kind of more insight into these characters and some backstory, which I think was fun to get. But uh, yeah, overall, just poorly executed, I think, in the end.
0: Yeah, uh, Just going along with what Jared is saying there, I mean, I don't think it's unfair to, you know, say, oh, it's being too nitpicky, you know, because again, it's a kid's show or, you know, maybe it's reading too much into this because it's a cartoon, but like, The writers sat down and they had the choice. It's not like they were given. These are the real characters' fears. Now, you got to come up with something around that. And I agree with you that, like, logistically, some of these things just proved to be illogical, like the Hale thing, like – it's, it's, it's way too complicated. Like you could have made any fear and then just written a joke around it. Instead. They're like, we're sticking with the hail. i like, okay, so how is that going to work in the episode? Well, we have some type of, you know, super incredible, uh, te- te- technological achievement where we can create hail and clouds and follow somebody around, even though we're outside. Like it, it doesn't really make sense. And if you're going to go that over top of the cartoon, like it loses some of the humor when you have to explain how this works As opposed to maybe because the hailstorm thing was, it had kind of, you know, slightly funny moment, like you said, where it's like, oh yeah, make it lower and have it pelt them harder, but that's not funny enough that you had to go with hail. In order to make that somebody's fear, you could have made it anything. You could have made it ripped paper and the written a completely logical joke to go along with it. And it's just there were there were way too many of those, like with the uh the, the hail, that's a perfect example. Uh and the time bomb, where it's like you could have just picked another fear when writing this episode that you didn't have to come up with some convoluted explanation for how you were gonna actually play this out, you know, on the fictional show.
2: I think some fears too fit really well in with like the character and adds to and is like logical from what you know about that character, like Harold with like the ninjas, like he's a nerd um, mm. and like that fear makes sense or uh, Lindsay with the bad hair. Like it makes sense with her yeah. character, like Gwen being buried because she's meant to be this tough girl. And then like Duncan, the same thing with the <laughs> Celine Dion standee because he's meant to be a tough guy. And then DJ, cause he looks tough with this small state. Like it makes sense. And then you just have, Jeff, who's the surfer bro, and then his fear is, like, hail, and it just doesn't really gel with, like, his character. or It isn't funny in the way that it's opposite to his character. It's just kind of they've randomly run out of ideas and decided, okay, like, let's do this just for yeah. the bit of it being able to, like, hail lower on him. If anything, the hail develops Chris's character more as a host and being mean and torturing the contestants mm-hmm. more than it develops anything about uh, anything to do with Jeff
1: yeah and then like jared said there were some issues with like the point scoring system oh yeah based on the end of the episode yeah the end like it seemed that like like at the end the very end like the way they were selling the, the the tribal council situation it seemed like all right bridget courtney tyler you guys were the ones who didn't do it but then i was so confused how like Harold's counted when he like knocked himself out and like fell into the toilet. And that counted as him facing his fear. Like I get like, like Duncan hugged the thing and then Sadie managed to survive the day with a bad haircut. But like some of them were just like, how does that work? And like Trent jumped in the water and like the mime couldn't follow him. So like he won. Like, I don't get what some of them like makes sense and how you could pass it. But then some of them were just so confusing. I was like, how do you pass this?
0: Yeah, and it's just the idea that they, they have this all come down, because I see that they like to come up with those surprises on the end of the episodes, like the Herald surprise, you know, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, where the last person you expect is the one that saves them. So they set you up thinking that, like, uh, it was Courtney with the, the sugary, jiggly snot, right? Yes. Yeah, so they set up like, oh, Courtney doesn't have a fear. But honestly, by the time they actually got to that, they'd, they'd gone through so many other people that I forgot that, like, Courtney hadn't come up with anything. And then they come up with this ridiculous thing where I'm like, well, this is such a blowout. It's like, oh, but even though you're down by four points, you can make up all those points by doing this. Like, that doesn't even make sense. And Yeah, a reality shows will throw things like that out there, but that's almost too much of an in-joke for it to actually make sense. I just feel like there are way too many things in this episode from – the types of fears that they were trying to you know do like time bombs and hailstorms and stuff like that all the way down to the point system where it's just it left me scratching my head the whole time thinking does any of this actually make sense
1: I think it was more I think the excitement of the, the challenge came from a lot of more so talk I think like the show of it was a little bit of a struggle I think the idea like Like on paper, a lot of this makes a lot more sense. I think kind of seeing it play out was a little less exciting than you would Mm -hmm. expect. And I think that's kind of some of the issues that we came throughout the episode. I I, I would still say that this challenge itself, the idea, like, is probably one of the most recognized... Like, Jared, maybe you would agree, like, one of the most recognizable of the series. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the legacy of this is pretty... Long-standing, I think that unfortunately there are some missteps that we kind of pointed out in the episode that like weren't really quite that stellar. Um, and then I would say also we had like an unexpected, unexpected like just random character eliminated this episode. Like the character that didn't speak just got eliminated. Like uh, so, like that was also a little bit of a buzzkill as well. Like we like you're they're building Courtney as this huge character like. She's like, I don't have a fear. And then, like, she has the fear and she has the ability to win the challenge and then doesn't do it. And then, all right, Tyler, you're gone. Like, a little bit of, like, the unexplained of that as well. So I think in terms of eliminations as well, there was uh, some issues with that. Colin, were you surprised by the elimination as well this episode or no?
0: Uh, I was just sort of more indifferent. Like, I didn't feel like it was just one more thing to sort of add on to this episode going downhill because I didn't feel like there was a great setup. That was one of the first fears they revealed in this episode and it's just like the, uh, you know, the thing with Courtney where it's like, I almost forgot about the whole chicken thing by the end of it and it's like, it It felt like it was just a tacked on thing at the end. Like, oh, we're not sure what else to do. Oh, the, let's just write it like this. You know, like, I don't know. The, the whole se- this honestly feels like they were doing a live show. It's like, come on, we got to come up with an ending quick. The commercial break's almost over.
1: Yeah, it's it just, yeah, very rushed. And sort of the ending was just, all right, uh, you. Um, mm-hmm. So, which is a, a little unfortunate because I think that in my memory, Tyler's elimination was so different in my memory of this episode, and like it, was, this was just a huge letdown from what I thought it was. Because mm-hmm. um, in my memory, like I thought, oh, Tyler's elimination comes because Heather was mad that Lindsay spent so much time with him, and that like didn't come up at all in this episode. Yeah. So like, I was you you expect like that to like play out, but it unfortunately didn't, and just just kind of a, sh- a lackluster and. uh Colin...
2: Uh, Colin... Jared... <laughs> <laughs> Ending. Yeah, I don't think it was the best. I suppose it was a bit more telegraphed than something like the Justin boot that came really out of Leftfield. Um, but I agree, the whole... The the tyler um, Lindsay storyline just, like, drops out of the picture for kind of the past three episodes or so. It vanishes. We get this little clip at the end of, like, Lindsay being like, oh, I enjoyed our time together, Taylor. Oh, sorry, Tyler. Um... But I just feel like in my memory, I remembered more gags of Lindsay forgetting his name. I thought like their uh, like, potential romance Like kept going through all their episodes. Um, you see like in other episodes, she had this big reaction to like somebody lands up on Tyler's lap or the other way around and she has this big reaction. And here it's just like he's gone and it's like it's she's not upset. It's nothing. It feels like the storyline just petered out, but there wasn't a great explanation for why that happened. You had kind of the heather threatening like Lindsay, like you can't speak to him but i feel like we could have got more of that in kind of the past couple of episodes to explain why now she has like nothing to do with him at this point in the show um and even just that confessional at the end feels like a real like afterthought of oh whoops we forgot to wrap up their uh, relationship and that they were actually kind of a couple early on okay let's just um get her doing a confession so like we've addressed that storyline it just felt like lazy um, riding and just like a real afterthought. I did like the um, Tyler on the boat with all the chickens. I thought that kind of saves the end of this episode a little bit, but overall just a really... Um, I just don't think it was a well-thought-out elimination in terms of how they could have structured the storyline around
1: it. Um, and just some of the... I was looking up the the trivia and continuity of the episode. Colin, don't look at it. No. No. Um, just because it it talks about some of the final contestants in future episodes, so I don't want you to get spoiled on it. Um, But they talk about some of the technical problems that came up with the point system and the challenge. Um, It says that Heather technically does not conquer her fear because she tries to avoid the sumo wrestler. Um, Same thing with Trent. like Getting in the water doesn't technically conquer it. It just avoids it. Uh, they also said that Tyler technically did his challenge because he was supposed to stay in the chicken pen, which he did. Um, and then same thing with Harold conquering his fear. But, like, they say the efforts don't count because he knocked himself out. And then Cody does conquer his fear because he actually tries to defuse the bomb. It just doesn't work. So, like, but they yeah. don't count The it fear isn't it,
0: unsuccessfully. It's, you know, yeah.
1: having to do it. They just didn't count it because it went off. Um, So some, like, technicalities that they, like, played with, like, to to create the episode, um, which is unfortunate because I think that this is actually one of the most exciting challenges that we'll see in the the show, just on the concept alone. Um, Now it's time to write the episode. Colin, are you going to buy rent bin or face your fear?
0: Um. I'm actually very curious to see what you guys uh, do. All right, as well. all right. But no, I'll go Jared, through mine
1: first. No, no, I'll, I'll... We're, no. We're gonna okay. move on. Jared, what are you gonna do?
2: Um, I think coming in, it was a safe rent, and then talking about the episode, I like i leaning towards the bin, but I still think as a concept, um, it's a really smart idea, and was a good point to potentially look into some more backstory about these people and I feel like we got a little bit of that I feel like it could have been executed a lot better but I think it's still worthy of a rent because I love that it's referencing Fear Factor as another reality show
1: and for me um, I'm just gonna I think it's a a rent I think there are some of the issues that like we talked about that really prevent it from being a buy I think the challenge itself is so great on its own i think that that carries a lot of the 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 rating for me i think that that it stands a lot on its own i think some of the issues do bring it back so that's why i'm going to give it a rent as well
0: uh well i'm going to bin it um i'm just (laughs) i'm glad that we don't have a dodge brawl over again where you guys bought the episode and i'm like i really don't like this one but i gotta say like i look more highly on dodge brawl because i think it was Overall, more enjoyable than this one, but it's just—it's still the weirdest thing. You know, when I look back on this episode, I think it starts so strong. I think the idea is so strong. I think, you know, I, I love the way it's set up and everything. It's just the execution is—it just—we've—we've it, it, we've said it all. It just gets so lazy in the end that nothing really makes sense. And I'm glad you brought up, you know, <laughs> all those little continuity errors because if we're bringing that up in the middle of the episode, you know, and there's even more we didn't even think of, it kind of just shows how. Poorly made this episode was, you know, still, though, not a bad episode. It's still enjoyable. It's just it com- totally falls apart for me.
1: Well, what is this? Your seventh buy out of seven? Oh, second out of, uh, second bin
0: out of seven episodes. Not bad.
1: Eh, could be a lot better. So uh, I'm at two buys,
0: to- two bins, three rents.
1: We gotta get that buy, that buy count up. So uh,
2: mm, the nostalgia factor is, is is missing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Colin, go back in time, watch this, and then um, or we'll, maybe we'll you'll just
0: better. We'll continue these recaps ten years from now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you will be nostalgic for ten years ago. Uh twenty twenty was a time. <laughs> but anyway, that is it for us. Colin, thanks so much for being here, even though you binned this episode.
0: You guys were that close to binning it, too. Don't blame me, but I'm glad to be here. He was,
1: not me. <laughs> um, I just said solid rent. Um, and, Jaren, thanks for eventually deciding on the good rating for you. Almost you went off the edge, but thanks for being here.
2: No problem. I think uh, binning total drama episodes may be added to my list of fears.
1: <laughs> it, oh, that's definitely on mind. Um that in the, the, like you said, the Owen only episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but that is will do it for us. Uh, join us here next week when we talk about episode 8, which will be an interesting one, to say the least. Uh, as always, stay tuned to the Oz Network, download, listen, buy, buy rent, bin, everything, you know. <laughs> uh, do it all. Uh, and...